NFL. What's up, y'all? Jonathan Rollins. Excuse me, Sara. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're coming to you from the Bounchick Sound Lounge, y'all. For those that don't know, I do this series on YouTube where I listen to, I react to Swedish classics. Mm. And um, it's, it's a fun project, but I've determined that I'm going to submit a song to Melody Festival. Once, once I hear enough songs, because I found out that Sweden doesn't care as much about vocal talent. We should. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You're absolutely right. We should do it like a duet. I'm down. Right? I'm down, man. I'm serious. I too. mean, we, how could we do any worse than those jackasses a few years ago who did the, like, I want to bathe naked in Sayers Torg? I don't know the. Uh, I don't. I don't watch it. Just keep all the knock nice circus talk. It's such That's a, a dumb song. Oh yeah, yeah. Want, they want to take off their clothes and jump in the fountain at circus toy. So, <clears throat> I think we could probably do just as well, if not better. Yeah, my kids are here, so everybody knows you're gonna hear them in the background because they mm-hmm. don't know how to be quiet. Uh, <laughs> last time it was one. That's true. Now there's two. There's two, and uh, mm. when they multiply, so yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I'm on. Uh, I'm off this week with the kids. It's summer break, mm. so making a movie actually. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I saw. I, I've seen the the like the unfinished trailer. It's uh, uh, from it's, the mind of Sebastian <clears throat> Rollins. Yeah, it's captivating. It's pretty stoke. Yeah. I dig it. Uh, I think he might really take a liking liking to that field. Honestly, I think he's really into it. Like he's creative as heck. I love. Hopefully, it doesn't grow out of it. I feel yeah, like my similar. kids were a lot like that when they were your kids' age, and they mm. sort of gradually grew out of it. Maybe, uh, maybe them watching me struggle made them go, "Yeah, there me. must be something easier than this." <laughs> <laughs> and Dad's good at it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, well, uh, we got some stuff to go through today, man. We're gonna I sh- before oh, we so. get to the football stuff. I want to say a little, uh, okay, so over the weekend, we celebrated my daughter's uh, 17th birthday. Oh, Shout yeah, out to her. To. Shout out. So I thought about you this weekend. Okay. Because A, on Friday night, we had we had uh, fried chicken, right? Which was <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cut out just that part. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about you because we had fried chicken. Yeah. And then uh, tell people. <laughs> racist. That. He's a racist. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? We had fried chicken, we had mashed potatoes, we had, uh, what's the other thing? Um, um, Did you make the collard greens? No, we didn't. We made kale. I okay. still haven't done the collard greens thing yet. Uh, but it's we made tri- Fried chicken and kale. That sounds like a good combination. It's good. Especially if you do Did it you like crispy. It in the oven? Yep. Oh, I bet that is Give good. it a little bit of that crunch. It's good. Uh, and we had, obviously we had some of the homemade barbecue sauce. But the highlight, aside from that, obviously the fried chicken is... Is a great experience, man. Mm. On Sunday we had the family over, right? So mm. Friday it was just the immediate family, and then the extended family came over on Sunday. That's just how we do it. And we did it out on the grill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a big old piece of like flap steak, oh. right? Rubbed, gave it a nice rub. Put that on the grill. That was fantastic. I got no invite. It was absolutely cooked to perfection. <laughs> I was gonna say I thought of you, but. <laughs> Here's the part that I was the most excited about. Okay. Okay, so we we talk about fried chicken places in America yeah. from time to time, do we yeah. not? Yeah. Right? Yeah. We've already decided that the best biscuit comes from... Popeyes. Exactly. Yeah, Popeyes. Uh, and, you know, it's up for debate, like, who has the actual best fried chicken. I, I don't know. I go back and forth on different ones. Yeah. Um, 
But what are what are some of your favorite sides when you go to the fried chicken place? Uh, Popeye's red beans and rice is the best. That's one of the best. Yeah. But if you're going to KFC, you got to get the mash and the coleslaw. I looked up, no, and made a copycat recipe of KFC coleslaw. They got the best coleslaw of all of this. That was uh, I shit you not. It was it was dead on. I followed the recipe to a T. And then they say to put it in the fridge and leave it there overnight. I tasted it the next morning before I even had breakfast. I just took a spoonful <laughs> of coleslaw and was like, holy shit. I have to send you the recipe. Yeah, it's send it so to me. easy to make. And it's so freaking good. And it's so right now. It's so summer. I mean, I want to eat it right now. It's yeah, so man. Me too. It was unreal. Damn. I was surprised at some of the things that were in it. Like, I just didn't know. Like, uh. there's a little bit of milk in there. They also put buttermilk in it. Okay. How'd you make the, you made the buttermilk homemade style? Or did you I just, I use field milk. Field milk. Okay. I, I just used a little bit of field milk instead. Okay. I, dude. All right. It was, I gotta, yeah, I gotta, I gotta it, try it. Send it me that so recipe. Good. It was so freaking good. Uh, oh, I'm making that <clears throat> immediately. Yeah. And then also, um, this is part of my weekend activity, but this is football related. Uh, my entire family, we, the four of us, um, went to see the Stockholm Mean Machine play oh, the yeah. Carlstadt Crusaders. Uh, I invited Jonathan. And yeah. He said, no, I don't want to hang out with you. So he didn't go. <laughs> no, of course he didn't say that. He had other stuff to do. Yeah, man. Uh, but it was um, highly entertaining football uh, affair. Uh, defense was a bit questionable in the first half. Both teams scored on most of their possessions. Really? Um, mean Machine came out swinging. Carlstad got the ball first, and they they put you know sort of a typical drive together. And they they were they won it all last year, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, but Mean Machine comes out in their first possession. I mean, it was like they were they were swinging like Al Davis from the seventies Raiders. <laughs> like, we're just throwing bombs on first and ten right out okay. of the gate. It was really, really fun. The main issue, which kind of surprised me, was uh, field goal kicking. Major issue for the Mean Machines. They were missing field goals. <laughs> like, not just missing them, but, like, really missing. Like, like line drive, wide left <laughs> was the first one. And then the second one, I don't even think it made it two feet off the ground. Like, it just, uh... it, it was terrible, which was a little shocking. Because, yeah. you know, we grew up in an era where it's like, it wasn't that uncommon for NFL teams to have European soccer-style yeah. field goal kickers. Right. And I was like, you can't find anyone to kick a field goal in this league? I, the Crusaders was very funny because their field goal kicker, who made all of his field goals, I, it took me a while to notice, but I was like, wait a minute, he's wearing number 66. Is that guy some kind of a lineman too? And Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He a, was lineman, like, a kicker doubled <laughs> as a lineman. Yeah. Wow. There was a lot of doubling up of positions. Okay. Like a lot of the wide receivers were also DBs. Uh, oh, man. It, it was like high of, school. It was a lot like high school, yes. Um, the Mean Machines made a major adjustment on defense in the second half. It made all the difference in the game. They caused two fumbles. I think they had at least one interception. Okay. Um, really, several great plays by the by the DBs late in the game. Kind of looking like the Dolphins secondary there. Okay. Towards the end in the fourth quarter, just swatting balls. Is out the of main there. Is that our squad now? I mean, they are the Stockholm team, so yeah. I guess so. And they won the game twenty six to twenty two. So, wow, it was fun, it was and fun. the, the was crowd fun. was really fun too. There were probably around, let's say, three hundred people there. Wow, I would that guess. Many. Yeah, I would guess around three hundred people. 
Uh, and there were a surprising, well, I guess it, 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 my first reaction was that it was a little surprising that there were so many women at the game until I thought, well, maybe some of these girls are dating some yeah. of the players or something. And there were also, you could clearly see that a lot of the guys that were there were But there's also guys women's to, teams here, too. Yeah, exactly. So that could have been You kind of got the impression that a lot of the guys in the stadium maybe used to play mm-hmm. for the meme machine. Really fun fan base. This one guy showed up with this funny, like, old French horn looking handheld French horn looking mm. thing that looks oh, like yeah. found in a thrift store it's like <laughs> French horn guy it was it was a good crowd it was really was cool was there uh, hot cheerleaders I'm no just there are no hot cheerleaders <laughs> they could work on I'm that yeah. <clears throat> come on step your hot cheerleader game up um, but yeah no, really it was glad, a man. very cool experience I think there are only four teams in the league uh, at the moment their really? season has started now so they're gonna you know they're going to play however many games they play. It's a, some sort of a shortened season, I think. Oh, but I would totally go again. Like I thought it was great. Was it at Zinkendam's? It was, yeah. Okay, so that was like a home game for Stockholm. Maybe. Yeah, okay. and we recorded some audio from the game that I was going to try to maybe cut together for the show, but then I didn't. So <laughs> uh, I didn't even go back and listen to it. I just haven't uh, had time. I had other yeah. things to do. And did they do? Uh, were there uh, crowd chants? Uh, no, defense, not- <clears throat> boom, boom, defense. Yeah, there was a little bit of that, oh, but mostly good. there was like you know they had this guy like playing music in between every play, so like every time the play stopped, you know. What kind uh, of music? Well, like you know, just different songs. Okay. Uh, nothing that seemed to be particularly related to the game. Just, hmm. just music, hype okay. music. I could give you know. That. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, but it was cool. We had a great time. The su- it, it was funny. The, we had it, it was kind of like being back in Georgia. Actually, we had every kind of weather you could imagine <laughs> within a two-hour period. You yeah, know, it yeah, was yeah. like sunny. It was cloudy, and then it started pouring down rain. Um, oh wow! The brisket and friends truck was there. Oh yeah, you showed me a picture of that. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. R- we did not. I sadly I ate before we went to the game, so I was like, you know what? I'm really not that hungry. And then at the end of the game, we we went there. We were like, you know, it's like, you know, one of those things where you're like, I'm gonna, I'm not even hungry, but I'm gonna eat I'm gonna this barbecue eat this, anyway. Yeah. That's called the American way. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but then as soon as I found out they didn't have any, oh, sorry, uh, mac and cheese, tivar de salute. I was like, yeah. what? I was like, how you not have mac and cheese? I was gonna say, we I ran was out. gonna say, they ran out of mac and cheese, and at that point I was like, you know what? Fuck you know so. what? You can run out and go make some more. That's what I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As soon as I realized they were out of mac and cheese, I was like, Mwah. I'm gonna see if Brisket and Friends can sponsor us, though. They should. They should. Like, why not? Why is Brisket and Friends not sponsoring us? Mm-hmm. This podcast. We would. We would probably do it for free barbecue. <laughs> oh yeah, just give us a plate <laughs> twice a month. That's yeah. all I need. Exactly. Two plates a month. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, I'm glad you had a good time, man. It was fun, dude, and we should totally go together sometime. Hell yeah, super fun. I was really excited that my whole I was I knew my son would go. I was almost 100 percent certain that my wife would go, but it just so happened that my daughter had nothing to do. It's just like, yeah, I think it'd be fun. I was like, shit. So here we are, all four of us. It was great. It was a great family day. Really, really cool. Wow, man. Um, Getting teenagers. To come to the again, like something like that, must mm-hmm. be tough. I think part of it was also that she has my daughter has a friend that she went to high school with who plays for the Mean Machine. Oh, okay. But he's he's not playing on the. Ma- I think he's like he's playing in the young, like the that, young one, the youth, yeah. league, the youth. So one, I, yeah. in a few years, maybe he'll go. Okay, he'll go up. I don't know. I don't remember his name. Either way, 
it was fun. But it did make me think while I was there, we should be reaching out to some of these players. Yeah, I got are, are these um, teams and maybe talk I got to somebody them to, uh, from the, the ladies, one of the ladies' teams mm-hmm. that uh, I'll, I'll set it up after. I'll do. We'll do it this summer sometime. I said that to her too. Yeah, we should try to do some interviews with these with these guys. Hell yeah, that we'll could do be it. cool. We'll do it. Be really cool, yeah. uh, and we could promote the league too. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it'd be fun. I I dig it. Um, yeah. So on to the NFL. Uh, I was struck by something. Um, I think we've reached that part of the season where we're seeing all of the kind of really stupid, meaningless headlines. Oh yeah, you know yeah. it's like so and so's in great shape, or my my shape person, of my life. That's my personal favorite. <laughs> Zeke Elliott apparently is in, yeah, the, in the shape, shape of, of his, his life, life right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, or or like wow, he looks better than last year is a good one. <laughs> uh, or like oh, he, he hey, really dedicated himself. Yeah, or he's way ahead of schedule with regard to his injury recovery. That that's well, that's yeah, always yeah, a good one. Yeah. Uh, and every injury or surgery is described as like a minor setback. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, they were asking like, "Hey, why is Calvin Ridley not here?" It's like, "Oh, he had minor minor foot thing. surgery." <laughs> I'm sorry, what? We just lost Julio Jones. Don't tell me Calvin yeah, Ridley, our number oh. one receiver, is having foot surgery under and, the knife. Oh. Uh, but we've also reached that time of the year when people say they say shit out loud that they should just probably keep to themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah. I, um, I would say Mark Murphy, the CEO of the Packers, yeah. is probably number one on that list. I mean, it seems like the the Packers' entire front office has diarrhea at the mouth. I don't know what they're talking about. And it's funny because he made this weird statement a couple of weeks ago about Rodgers. I can't remember exactly what it was. Uh, but this past week he came out and said another one where it, where he literally said in the same sentence, like, we don't like to talk about what's going on behind the scenes mm-hmm. uh, publicly. And then he comes out and reminds everyone of this quote from a former Packers coach who described Rodgers as being a really complicated fella. <laughs> and it's like he's gotten so much blowback this week. It's like, dude, you're saying not. You, you know, but who's giving him blowback? The media, right? Of course, the media. And they're the ones blowback. asking the questions. So it's almost like a, a full circle. Yeah. They're like, hey, keep asking about Rodgers. He finally makes a gaffe, as they call it in the political world. And then. They jump on him really quick about it. Like if, it's but like, some teams obviously are, he don't want to talk about. But it. But some teams are better at this than other teams. Yeah, like, yeah. Like look at uh, one of the things. I mean, granted, the Falcon season has not started, and I don't know really anything about what Arthur Smith is going to do for this team. Um, but I can say that I at least respect how this new regime managed the Julio Jones. Yeah, that's true. Situation, right? Because from their end. They didn't say a word. Yeah, it was quiet and classy. Yeah. Right? Even though, like, the, the building was on fire doors, yeah, around yeah, they them. Were, they were probably crying like a motherfucker. Uh, you know, they didn't say anything. Uh, but these guys, I mean, apparently, and they're doing, you know, if you go back and look, like, you, you, a lot of people are writing about how this situation and how they're handling it is basically like making the same mistake twice because they already did this with Brett Favre. Yeah. You know, however many years ago. And it's not even the same people. It's, it's like Green Bay cursed as an organization. I, yeah. <laughs> it's very, very bizarre. Um, <clears throat> Le'Veon Bell is also saying things out loud that he probably shouldn't say. What did he say? Uh, he said, uh, what exactly did he say? I'll never play for Andy Reid again. I'd retire first. Oh, wow. Is what he said. Uh, he said this on social media. 
And then the next day, he apologized on social media about saying this on social media. <laughs> and by apology, I mean sort of a non-apology type apology. <laughs> if, if I offended anyone. Where he said, he basically <laughs> said, I'm sorry I said it, but I'm not sorry about what I said. What? Right? So it's like you're not sorry. All right. So here's the quote. His, his apology, non-apology. I said what I said. And I don't regret at all what I said. For those who have a personal problem with me because of what I said, that's fine. You have your right. Just understand I also have my right for how <laughs> I feel about my personal problem with dude because what he said to me. What did he say? I, he's not saying what he said. That's oh, yeah, because he don't want to get into it. But it's funny. This, this, I, I think this apology is probably has more to do. He, he probably said, you know, oh, I'd never play for Andy Reid again. I'd rather retire. Uh, I'm guessing his agent probably called him and said, dude, you're a free agent. Yeah. You don't have a job. Yeah. I'm out here you trying to something. get you a job. Yeah, yeah, shut up. Right? And you're ripping on, like, Your one of the coach. Go- like. But and not just your coach, but also like one of the most liked yeah. and loved yeah. coaches in the entire league. Like one of these coaches that even if he doesn't coach Players your team, coach. you yeah. love him. Like yeah. you love this guy. He gave Michael Vick a second chance. Exactly. Uh, and there was one guy, I can't remember who this was. I saw this tweet where this guy says, it, like commenting on Le'Veon Bell's like just sort of overall fall from grace. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea that he, he holds out in Pittsburgh, yeah. makes less money with the Jets, and then blames his downfall on a future Hall of Fame coach. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like, how? What a breakdown. What exactly, where do you think you're going to get hired next year for this shit? In a position that is uh, kind of expendable these days. Exactly. He was uh, His style of running was cool. He was really good, but uh, no, I don't know how many teams are going to think it's worth it. Well, his former teammate, uh, Chief Safety Tyron uh, Tyron Mateo, or uh, Matthew Matthew, yeah. yeah, he's not here for this. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> he's like uh, he, he he had some words for Le'Veon Bell. He said, "Quote: uh, These fellas will blame everybody for their lack of success. That's how I know I'm built different." Ooh. <laughs> The honey badger. <laughs> yeah, so suck that on was, that. That was great. <clears throat> yeah, also a nice quote. <laughs> That's how I know I'm built different. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Kyler Murray has been saying some things out loud that he uh, that he might, I don't know, maybe he regrets saying this out loud. I th- personally think it's funny. Uh, Kyler Murray, quarterback for the Cardinals, born and raised in the Dallas area. Uh, was asked by a recent um, interview podcast kind of thing uh, mm. if he grew up rooting for the Cowboys. And he said, no, man, Cowboys, they were always ass. <laughs> <laughs> when did he grow up? <laughs> uh, he grew up during the time period when they, it was after, after, the, Super after the Super Bowls. Uh-huh. And this whole, you know, we talk about this all the time, like they're America's team. Yeah. Uh, but they haven't been to the... Uh, you know, yeah. they haven't even the really Romo years were all been competitive yeah. since since the nineties. Yeah, because the Romo years they would be just on the verge of being a playoffs, and then you know didn't get any wins either. I don't know if they play each other this year. Do they play each other this year? Yes, they do. Oh well, that will be fun. Yeah, especially if it's in Dallas. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else is going on? 
Denver Safety claims that Deshaun Watson wants to play for the Broncos. It's kind of interesting. Uh, you said who? What? Well, the, the, there was a, a story about uh, what's his name, Kareem Jackson. Uh, Denver's uh, Broncos safety. And he, he said Deshaun Watson wants to go there. <clears throat> he claims he says I got a great relationship with Deshaun Jackson. I've been talking to him the last couple of weeks. Uh, and like all he's been telling me is like, look, just tell them like that's where I want to be. I want to be in Denver. Oh shit. Um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, again, like I said a few weeks ago, given the situation where it's at, I think um, all the pressure is on the NFL to make a decision about. Deshaun uh, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, Because I think... But he's not, like, he's not going to play for Houston, right? He claims he doesn't want to play for Houston because the the lawsuits are not scheduled to go to Mm. trial until, like, magically one week after the Super Bowl next year. Um, He's now eligible to play football unless the NFL decides to put him him on the commissioner exempt list. So now all the pressure is on, and now the the Texans are are trying to put that pressure on the NFL. Like, hey, you need to tell us what you're going to do, right? So we can make a move. Yeah. So it, setting his legal issues aside, uh, they're going to have to make some kind of decision before training camp. Yeah. Do we have to pay this guy? Like Houston is probably like, dude. It, yeah. Yeah, because either way, Deshaun is is going to make ten million dollars this year. Okay. Bare minimum. Damn. Um, Must be nice. <clears throat> So they don't have – and it's all kind of landing on the lap of the NFL, like how they want to deal with this. They, are they going to say, well, he's innocent until proven guilty? He should be able to play football until all this stuff happens, uh, all the legal stuff plays out? Or are they worried about the PR nightmare? If he goes to Denver, he might be hoisting that damn trophy. Yeah. And then two weeks later, he's... <laughs> yeah. Then he's convicted and there's video evidence comes out or some shit. Yeah. <sighs> it's a tricky situation, but if it's... If I were the NFL, I would err on the side of caution and be like, maybe I'll end up getting sued later by this guy, but the last people worried about getting sued is NFL, probably. I Yeah. You're probably... I mean, that, that can handle it. I think you're right, actually. I think from a PR perspective, it it would be such, you gotta say. Can, I mean, it's such a bad look. Yeah, but they, have, I, they seem like not. They don't care about bad looks. No, no, I guess not. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I thought it was one of the stories that I thought was really funny this week regarding the the Texans was that they canceled their their mini camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically saying we've accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. So yeah, we <laughs> like, I'm like, like of all the teams in the NFL, Houston Texans did this. <laughs> of all the teams in the NFL, not that you know, mini, you don't win Super Bowls because you had a great mini camp. Of course not. <laughs> no, but, but still, it's you just got a, a new coach. It's like you got to get some buy-in. You got a new coach. You got this quarterback drama, and you're telling me that y'all don't need to practice. <laughs> <laughs> and the coach is like, we're talking about practice, <laughs> not a game. Oh, I just thought it was real. <laughs> I got to get that on a, a soundboard. Yeah. Uh, uh, Allen Iverson. Absolutely. We're talking about practice. Uh, Russell Wilson 
said some very interesting things this week. Uh, this is so fun. Talk about walking back. When Russell Wilson is done playing football, he should run for Congress. Mm. Right? Because yeah, this is yeah. like typical political yeah. bullshit. Flip-flopper. Uh, you know, he's saying like, what? No, I, I never asked for a trade. No, 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 I, no, no I have no, a great no. career here. I, uh, I've always wanted to play here. Of course, My, my whole career. I, I, I think, you know, I'm super lucky to be here. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. I seem to remember a report where like your agent was like publicly yeah. saying yeah. the four teams that you wanted to be traded exactly. to. And now you're telling me it's all good. I saw a story this morning where, where Russell Wilson even went a step further and interrupted Pete Carroll's news conference just to pop in and go, Hey, I just wanted to remind you guys that me and Pete are cool. Like we're friends. We're buddies. Oh, like, wow. I was He's like, bro, what? Some babies? what are you doing? <laughs> This guy, uh, and I get in some respect, like you know, you want to. He's probably watching the whole Aaron Rodgers thing yeah. play out, and he's like, "I got to make nice with you know for the sake of the fans and all that kind of stuff." But I personally think the fans are not as dumb as you think they are. No, uh, and I think they would actually like you more. Uh, and also, they're dumber than you think they are. Well, at the same yeah, time. <laughs> I mean, they are for sure. But I mean, yeah, with yeah. regard to this kind of stuff, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. they don't forget. They read the news. It's like we know you were trying to yeah. get traded. Just come out and say, like, look, you know, I was just out there. I was frustrated. Uh, you know, I just watched Tom Brady win the Super Bowl. Yeah, in this day and age, the fans aren't even that mad about it anymore. You know what I mean? No. And that brings me to the, uh, a story that I don't know if you got on the list, but Xavier and Howard. It was actually the next story. Okay, yeah, it goes right in there. <laughs> yeah, as a as a fan, I'm a Dolphins fan. Xavier Howard is a, a star cornerback, had the yep. most interceptions in the league last year, and he's holding out now. Yeah, with uh, he just got a new contract. He just uh, signed a new year. contract in 2019. Yeah, exactly. And uh, as a fan, I'm like, damn man, why is he doing this? Mm. But um, as a like the logical me. Jonathan Rollins, the non-Dolphins fan. Of course, man. He outperformed his contract. It makes sense that he's like, yo, I don't. I, this game's not forever. What's up? Hook me up. I agree with you on, and on just, some oh, level, but I, I have to disagree on... I'm actually, for me, like from a non... I am a non-Dolphin. I'm a, I'm a Dolphins appreciator, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not a Dolphins fan. I've always been of the opinion... You had one. You had a great year, yeah. Xavier Howard, mm-hmm. absolutely, no question about it. Do it two years in a row. Show me you can do it twice. Right? If, yeah. Uh, but if he gets injured halfway through next year, I, I mean, I, I, I hear you. You know what I'm saying? That's that's I, what I I'm thinking. You. So I understand where he's coming from. And as a fan, I wish that they would just be like. I wish that the players would just appreciate it and and take the great contract. He's one of the highest paid corners in the NFL. Take it, uh, but then the team would fucking turn their back on you in a heartbreak. Yes, and the uh, well, it's it's, yeah, it's important that you bring that up too because the other thing that makes me swing back in the other direction and and start to agree with you, not only (laughs) Jawan Howard, but also like how easy it is for for NFL teams to kind of restructure force you to restructure your deal. So out. when the money is an issue for them, yeah. uh you know, they can squeeze it and push it and move it however they want. Yeah. Uh but when it's like, hey, I did better than you thought I would, you know what I mean? So I, I, or not better yeah. than you thought. I was the best corner in the league that's this true. year. You he know was. what I'm saying? Like yeah. 
I got double digit interceptions. That shit hasn't happened since Antonio Cromartie in whatever oh seven or whatever that was. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. but, not only that, but I had a fucking record breaking season. I, I was forcing fumbles. Uh, you know what I mean, and and then you after you paid me, you brought in you paid Byron Jones more than me the next yeah. year. Yeah. So I super outperformed the guy on my team. Yeah. I need to be the highest paid quarterback on my team at the mm. very least. So I don't know if they can. Uh, uh, they're pretty savvy. The front office. Yeah. Uh, so, but I would maybe restructure and give them more guaranteed money. To make them happy, if I mean, because the salary, I mean, their salary cap is getting a little tighter now. So, I, I, I mean, mean and, or and then it's hard because you're like, next year we're gonna have so much more money. Come on, man, hang in there one more year. I know we're gonna have, we're gonna be able to next year when the salary cap goes up. Please hang out, you know. But it's hard to say that to somebody. If I break my ankle, mm-hmm. you know, you're gonna be fully justified in saying sorry, bro. Uh, yeah. So I think he's fully justified in saying that. I, but I, I, but I it's it's going to be I a, get it. I get every angle of this. I get it though. It's going to be a tricky situation. Yeah. Uh, it sucks too, man. It got when something good is going. As the fan of me back, the, the fan of me is back now. I know. It really sucks that a good thing is going and then you had all of these people showing up at the OTAs. Yeah, you, you know, everything's rolling, this culture thing that everybody's talking about and then you got to hold out. I hope for your sake that they work it out and he stays there. Um Yeah, he ain't going nowhere. I hope for my sake he winds up on the Falcons though, <laughs> uh, because we're terrible at uh, pass rush or pass defense. Uh, uh, <clears throat> we'll talk about that uh, that coaching staff in a little bit. Nice. Uh, Vikings are bringing back defensive tackle, former defensive rookie of the year, Sheldon Richardson. Uh, okay. They just signed a deal yesterday. And they got what's his name back too. Um then Danielle, he's got like a woman's name. Uh, Davlin Tomlinson, is that him? No, they got no, an no, no, edge no. rusher that had a neck injury. Patrick Pearson, Brashad Breland, Mackenzie Alexander. Danielle Hunter, so I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, about. Danielle Hunter. Yeah. He's coming back too. Vikings might be, because remember we were talking about how we were surprised at how bad the defense was, mm-hmm. the Vikings. They were terrible. And they got Zimmer was supposed to be that guy, and now mm-hmm. he's kind of on a hot seat this year. And he's getting his guys back. I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings make some noise. Because they came on at the end of the year, too. And and when you think about their situation on the offensive side of the ball, uh, I mean, Kirk Cousins is 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 whatever he is. You know what I mean? But, but you know, they got Justin Jefferson. Uh, Dalvin Cook had, yeah. a, had a great year yeah. last year. I mean, there's a lot of good things happening on the offensive side of the ball. If they yeah. manage to fix their defense. They have the Kirk... <laughs> you like that cousins, <laughs> Kurt the cousin fucker. <laughs> yeah, um, you remember when they did that thing last year, like show your quarterback. <laughs> oh yeah, that was great. <laughs> they had the split screen of cousins throwing a pass, and then there's some guy in his backyard in Minnesota, and the ball just like sails over his head. That was the funniest was like great. thing of all of last year. Uh, the serial game just got another player. No way. Yeah, bro. This is great. Serial game got another player, Alvin Kamara. Okay. His serial will be out this fall. Name? Uh, and the name of his serial, Kamara's King Crunch. Wow. Boo. I know. He should have just called it King Crunch. Yeah. Well, he, he couldn't leave his name out of it. Damn. Or call it the AK Crunch. Uh, <laughs> Alvin Kamara Crunch. Right? Yeah. That'd be AK good. AK Crunch. AK Crunch. 
so to remind everyone, we got Nick Chubb, mm-hmm. who also Chubb Crunch, uh, DeAndre Hopkins Hotbox, which will be unlike any cereal you've ever had in your entire <laughs> life, despite exactly. the fact that it tastes a lot like Honey Nut Cheerios. Like Cheerios. <laughs> and then now we have uh, Alvin King Kamara's Crunch. King Crunch. We got to get each box of cereal here. Yeah, you and, want you and you, we you, test it. Yeah. Oh yeah, these absolutely. We should test each one of these cereals. We should do a review. Yeah, and do which, a, a review of these cereals. <laughs> which, what's the What's the best? Yeah, I feel like the cereal game is is yeah, man. is hot right now. I, I I feel like this can't be the the last. Nah, we got to get man. What player do you? I want Marshawn Lynch to make a cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Beast O's <laughs> running over a motherfucker's face. Yes. <laughs> Jim McMahon, <laughs> chokeouts. <laughs> mean meant to be eaten in the, in the back hallway <laughs> of any building. <laughs> oh God! Threats, uh, threats. The COVID situation um, continues to be an interesting story. Uh, you got coaches and, and players starting to address. Oh, vaccination. This idea of the vaccination and, and getting to that magic 85%. Mm-hmm. Some teams are bringing in specialists <laughs> to speak to the guys who are more reluctant to, um, to do it. Uh, one of the funniest quotes this week was from Bruce Arians when he was asked at a press oh, yeah. conference, like, are you bringing in a specialist to talk to the guys? And he said, no, I'm the specialist. If you want to go back to normal, get vaccinated. Yeah. 85%. That's what we're looking for. Still a personal choice, but I don't see any reason not to get vaccinated. As much as I dislike the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I love I love Bruce Arians. We're going to get into a, that. He's we're going to get into straight, that later. Yeah. He's such a straight shooter. Yes. Uh, I, 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 I have a hard time disliking the guy. Same here, man. You know what I mean? Same here. I just I think he's... Um, He's a breath of fresh air in yes. in a in a world of sports, which is oftentimes filled with people talking a lot but not actually saying anything. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which goes for just about every sport. Yeah, that coach speak shit is out the window with him. <laughs> yeah, straight up dude. Uh, but it does bring up a very interesting ongoing question: this idea of unvaccinated players, and and well, probably the most interesting question that popped up this week was an article that I read. It's essentially titled, Should Unvaccinated Players on the COVID-19 Reserve List Receive Their Game Checks? Mm. Like, what's going to happen there? Like, like last year, everything was excused yeah, because yeah. it's like, okay, this is a new There's situation. Yeah. But now, that here we are in a situation where you've made a, you've made a deliberate choice not to get vaccinated. If you get COVID Ooh. and you can't play, should I... Pay you. Have to pay you. Damn. That, that should be. That's it. That's it. That's what they should do. Be like, no, you, we, uh, and the, then the union will step up. <laughs> I mean, that's a really interesting question. Yeah, they should. I think they shouldn't have to pay these players that don't do it. It's so stupid not to get the vaccine anyway. It's irresponsible. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you got your first shot, right? I did, and I'm getting my next one in a couple weeks. Yeah, I think. same. I got a. Uh, I called. July, they didn't have any uh, for my second one. The <clears throat> call and they didn't have any uh, uh, spots, so I mm. got to keep. She said, just keep calling. Mm. Cause I got mine a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I got hooked up. Did I tell you that? No. I got the hookup, man. What do you mean? Did you well, get the Sputnik? <laughs> <laughs> I told my family, we had a family reunion on Zoom, and uh, I was talking to them about it, and they were every, I was the only one not vaccinated. Right. Because in the States, everybody Everybody's pretty much. Vaccinated. So they're all vaccinated, and uh, they're like, oh, man, we heard about Sweden. 
I was like, Sweetie took a different approach, okay, all right, but I'm getting mine. I said, you guys got the, they were talking about, oh, I got the Johnson & Johnson, and I got the Pfizer, and I got the AstraZeneca. They were like talking about the different ones that they got, mm. and or the Moderna, or whatever, uh, and then uh, I was like, well, we got a rub here, you know. <laughs> we got a cream. <laughs> I'm just rubbing it in my arm, and... Uh, <laughs> But now I'm glad I got I got the Pfizer shot. Uh, my my friend uh, worked at a at one of the tents to have it, mm. and uh, they had mixed too many. Mm-hmm. He said the doctor didn't want to throw anything away, and I had told him if you guys have extra, hit me up. Right. So he called him. Was like the doctor doesn't want to throw these away. So mm. can you get here in ten minutes? And I was like, I'm outside. That's cool. <laughs> I just ran over there, man. That's very cool. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't remember which one I got. My, I just it says did- it on the card. I know, but I didn't pay it. They, she it said, doesn't matter, right? I don't, was, give a, I don't care. I was like, and I told when I was there getting, I was like, I, I don't care. It's like it, the only word I don't want to hear out of your mouth is Sputnik. I don't want the Russian one. <laughs> That's it. Like whatever. You else wouldn't you have got. taken that one. Oh, hell no. If 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 the if the EU was like, cool, we'll take, we'll buy these. And Sputnik was the one that came to Sweden. You just would be like, nah, nah, I die. Really? Yeah, fuck that shit. Oh damn. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. That would be a weird situation. I probably at the end of the day would be like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just ride. Let's and go. You'd be like, man, my arm feels wheels now. What the- <laughs> Why am I talking this way? Yeah. <laughs> Every time I go by the Russian embassy, it's like, beep, 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 beep. like what the fuck? Uh yeah, so the last story I wanted to talk about uh is NFL European Football League. Uh, there's a new European football oh, doing league. doing it again? Yeah. Okay, nice. Uh, it's not connected to the NFL. Um, <clears throat> the league is going to be called the European League of Football. And the shortened version of that is... Uh, elf? Elf, yes. The league is <laughs> the going E-L-F. to be called Elf. Oh, you watching the Elf game tonight? <laughs> Yo, Elf is on, bro. Elf is on. I can't come out tonight. Yeah, I gotta watch Elf. Uh, I think the first <laughs> is uh, Jim is Will Ferrell in charge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> first games are this weekend, I think. This weekend, June nineteenth. Who's playing? Uh, let's see. The teams. Most of the teams are in Germany. Okay. Uh, there's two teams that are not in Germany. Same rules as NFL. Presumably, yes. Okay. Um, but what are Oh, well, here's the thing that I found kind of interesting and different about it. So when NFL had a European league, obviously mm-hmm. you had a lot of like players who, you know, I guess didn't make it in the NFL and yeah. they came and played in Europe. They are deliberately trying with this league to develop regional European talent. Mm-hmm. So they have only allotted a certain number of spots on each team for players who are not from Europe. Don't they do that here too? Well, they do that for football, for soccer here. Okay, I thought they'd do it for the uh, the American Football League here, too. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. It's only like a certain amount of Americans can be on the team or something. Perhaps. Perhaps, yeah. Good. Uh, That's good. So the teams, let's see, where are they? So that means like in four years, we check in on them. Huh. You know what I'm saying? And it's probably going to be a way better product because it'll be people that's right. used to it. Nice. Yeah. We'll we'll someday be talking about the German Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, um, it could turn into a farm league like uh, how the CFL sends some players to the NFL. Sure. So here we go. Here we got some teams. Let's see which 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 do name they allow rapists? Which, which name grabs you. <laughs> how do they feel about black people being born dumber? <laughs> 
We got uh, one of the few uh, non-German teams, the Barcelona Dragons. Oh. Coming out hot. <laughs> I like Let's it. Let's go. You got the uh, Berlin Thunder. Okay. I like it. The Cologne Centurions. Mm-hmm. The Frankfurt Galaxy. We got the Hamburg Sea Devils. The Galaxy. Wasn't that a team in the NFL Europe? Maybe. I remember that because I used to beat people on Madden with those teams. Oh, yeah. Hamburg Sea Devils. Just to demoralize them. Leipzig Kings. Okay. The Warsaw Panthers. I like that they're using. Poland. Uh-huh. They're a Polish team. Yeah, I like that they're using um, like English mascot names. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then finally, we got the Stuttgart Surge. I like that. Mm-hmm. The Surge. Yeah. Anybody, uh, are they going to call it blitzing when they blitz somebody? Oh, that's a good question. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, it comes from a I wonder war if you, term. Where are you going to be able to watch? Maybe you won't be able to watch these games unless you... Got a, yeah, a hookup. Yeah. Wow, I'm anyway. interested in that. And yeah. it starts this week. I'd like to check some games out. Starts are they going to play on Saturdays? Is that what it is? I think they plays on Saturdays and Sundays. So there's this weekend they've got they've got two games on the 19th and two games on the 20th. Okay. Uh, how many teams in the league? It sounded like you named a few. How many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams. Eight teams. Wow. They've got them broken down into two divisions: the North Division and the South Division. Okay, when Barcelona is in the south, yes, they are. Barcelona, Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Man, yep. What if we could take a trip and watch one of these games? Man? That'd be fun as hell. We'll see, man. How things open up so we can start doing stuff like that. They're going to play the same rules as the NFL, except for the overtime. They will use the college football rules for overtime. Ooh. Uh, that's going to be some high-scoring fun. Rosters man. will consist of a maximum of 60 players. Okay, a little bit more. Plus another five on the practice squad. Okay. Uh, it's still the same, about the same. Cause it's because hometown there. players are one of the main focus points of the league, there are limitations on the number of foreigners. Okay, so not just uh, Each roster can have a maximum of four American players. Okay. And a maximum of 10 non-American What if you like Jer- What if you like... Have because you know Germany's got a lot of the military. Yeah, they're gonna have uh, people from the base or like people who retired there and raised their kids there. I mean, this is gonna be mostly German dudes. Four, yeah. you can only have four American players, and you can only have ten non-American foreign players. Right, but I'm saying so, like, what if you dual citizen? True. Like you grew up there. Your dad moved there, got out of the military, or your mom just got out of the military, married a German guy. Mm. Sure. Well, I'm sure they'll, they'll figure Yeah, out. yeah. I'm sure. They'll, I mean, they fudge the rules like that all the time yeah. in, in soccer in Europe. Yeah. I mean, Lionel Messi is technically a Spanish citizen. Okay. He's also Argentinian, but right, well, he became a Spanish citizen just so he could free up another foreign spot on the Barcelona roster. <laughs> they'll be like, this you know? guy, uh, this defensive tackle... I mean, he looks Nigerian, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. he's German. He's a German. He's a German mm-hmm. uh, great grandfather. Yeah. So I don't know where you can watch these games, or if you can watch. When we, if we figure it out, we'll uh, we'll let you guys know because it'll be fun to see the brand of football in Germany and see if it's better, if the talent level is better than in here in Sweden. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see. Uh, yeah, if Europe's gonna come along, man. 
Remember when uh, the U.S. was sending college players because we're like we're so good in basketball. And then, oh yeah. And then uh, in '88, I believe it was in the Olympics, start getting their asses whooped because the the world was catching up, and that's when we had to do the '92 Dream Team. Yep. I think it's gonna be hopefully something like that happens where the world starts catching up to American football because uh-huh. it's a great sport, man. I just found it here on their website, uh, European League Football. Uh, for forty euros, mm-hmm. you can get like a season pass. Okay, choose your team, watch the games. That's like one fourth of the cost of the uh, NFL. For a hundred euros, you get you can unlimited access. You can unlock all of their content, and if but if you just want to watch like a game on a day, it's like nine euros to watch a game. That'd be cool just to try it out. Yeah, I'll do that, but I'm just like. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should be charging yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> they should get interest first. Jeez, they're going you for the money want, right away. Yeah, you should want everybody to watch. Yeah, get people interested, man. Treat us like, in all of these countries. Do it like drugs. Dude. Yeah, give, give them a, a little. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen any of these crack empire movies? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> watch. This shit sells itself. You give a little bit away for free, yeah. and they get hooked. Uh, and yeah, we told everybody we, we we know how to get this going. If you guys haven't heard, go back to the first season of this podcast when we talked to when we assigned coverage. Yeah, you know that's how you get it going, man. Get some fandom in there. Absolutely. All right. Uh, the last thing uh, you didn't mention it is uh, Stefan Gilmore is also holding out. Right. Uh, Bill Belichick is uh got to deal with that shit. Um, <laughs> did you see how he responded to it though? I haven't. Uh, I it was very funny. Out. I've I've heard this just in passing on the NFL Network. Like Belichick tried to, he, like he didn't announce that Gilmore wasn't there. Uh-huh. Like he just wasn't there. And and when somebody in the media asked me, he was like, "Oh, I don't know. We we've had some bad weather situations, and it's he been were, hard for people to get here." And <laughs> he said, uh, "I don't expect him to be here, and we'll just focus on the guys that are here." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Like a lot of guys, we take a look at them before practice or the early part of practice, see how they're doing. Probably going to have six to ten guys who fall somewhere in that category. We'll just take it day by day. Or is that the injury? Mm. <clears throat> yeah. We'll see uh, what happens with him for sure. Wow. Because um, they also have John o. Smith that's hurt. Uh, so, oh, that's mm. two different quotes. But oh, he, okay. the first quote was, I don't expect him to be here. And we'll focus on the guys that are here. There you God go. damn. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, we're on, on to Cincinnati. Moving yeah. on to Cincinnati. Remember that year? <laughs> That's all they said. We're on to Cincinnati. You just got your ass kicked, sir. We're on to Cincinnati. Yeah. I'm moving on to Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, Where are the tapes, Bill? Where are the tapes? <laughs> and Roger Goodell's like, we'll burn that for you. Pass them over here. We'll burn them all. <laughs> damn. <laughs> so good at cheating. They were like, nobody needs to see this. No. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, should we delve into this coaching? Yeah, I forget which uh, which one are we on. <laughs> NFC South, baby. Oh, snap. Really? NFC South. Uh, if you don't know, we are going through the coaching staffs of every division. We've done the East. We've done the NFC East and the AFC East. And now we're moving South. The NFC South in this episode. And next episode, we'll do the AFC South. The NFC South is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, and the New Orleans Saints. 
So if uh, any of those are your teams, then maybe you can see what uh, what I found out about their coaching staffs and whatnot. Mm. Um, and Skip is probably listening with a sharpened ear because we're going to talk about his squad mm. and a new coach. Yeah, I don't you know. know nothing about nothing. Uh, so I'm going to go in alphabetical order uh, just to be fair and unbiased. Uh, and alphabetical order by mascot. So Tampa Bay Buccaneers are up first with Bruce Arians, who we were just talking about. This is his third season mm-hmm. as the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What a quick turnaround he did. Uh, background, Bruce Arians began under Bill Cower, but I wouldn't associate him with the Cower coaching tree because uh, he was on uh, the offensive side of the ball and Cower was more defensive-minded and Arians definitely not. Plus, Arian seems to be his own style of coach. Cower was an old school, tough love, my way or the highway, while Arians is a personal relationship type of coach. After Pittsburgh and Roethlisberger became the Colts and Peyton Manning. So Arians' offenses thrived, and this made him a hot item for head coaching vacancies. Arizona called on him, and he immediately coached the team up to uh, some of their best seasons ever. <laughs> Success uh, tapered off, and Arians retired to the broadcasting booth. I don't know if you saw him uh, as a broadcaster. Mm, he was that. always considered likable and fun, which is probably why he got that job. And then he got the itch again and took over a Tampa Bay Bucks team uh, that lacked an identity. If anything, he made them fun to watch under mm. uh, Jameis Winston and all that shit. Sure. One year in a free agency hall later, and they were hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. He had his health issues, prostate cancer survivor, hmm. and uh, is known to be uh, serious about uh, diversity and coaching and uh, social issues. Uh, the offense, aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. Bruce Arians has always been known as a gambler and a risk taker. Legend has it he always calls in two plays, one for first down and one for touchdown. Mm, <laughs> it's like, interesting. If the defense looks suspect, go for it. Uh, he's tasked with the... With the task with running Arians' offense is former quarterback Byron Leftwich. Leftwich played under Bruce Arians as a backup in Pittsburgh while Arians was the offensive coordinator. Arians brought him over to Arizona to help quarterbacks out, and uh, the gang's back together in Tampa. Keeping with the relationship first style of operating this offense is adjusted to what makes the quarterbacks comfortable. Tampa Bay rolled out an aggressive vertical attack offense when Jameis Winston was at the helm and morphed into a more precise matchup exploding offense under Tom Brady. The ball comes out quicker because Brady is not trying to stand there <laughs> for a long time in the pocket. And uh, concepts uh, and more concepts are in play now because Brady is, you know, seasoned and smarter than Jameis Winston, uh, who steals uh, uh, crabs. <laughs> from uh, grocery stores. <laughs> the, the Bucks have a good physical offensive line, and they take advantage of that fact in the running game. Inside runs are their bread and butter, and they will likely continue with, uh, with the working scheme that they have now. Defense, Todd Bowles is that dude. Hmm. Uh, I've been a fan of him since he was in a young since he was a young coordinator on the Miami Dolphins. It baffled me that he's not always in a conversation for open coaching positions. He's smart, calm, and gets results from his defense. I can't leave out that he coached the Jets for a short period of time and got what I think is a raw deal up there. I hope he gets another shot at a head coach position. Until then, he's coaching of the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, putting together a game plan that will shut down that Chiefs offense, raise some eyebrows. Tampa Bay's uh, base defense has a four-man front, 
But with this past happy league, they spend most of the season fielding a nickel defense. Nickel, I'll remind you guys, is five defensive backs on the field. Bowles trust is secondary, but not enough to field dime defense, which is six um, defensive backs on the field. Uh, they only did that eight total snaps the whole season. <laughs> did they have <laughs> six defensive backs? So he's nickel and four-man front. That's, uh, that's how he runs it. Bowles is aggressive and exotic with his blitzes, but normally he won't sell out completely. He always has like a safety hedge. Uh, the Bucks uh, have the ultimate buy-in. They just won the Super Bowl, so everybody's on board. And the defense is basically still together because they got everybody somehow signed everybody uh, back to the team and will be operating under the same staff. My thoughts, Bruce Arians has put together what appears to be something special. He has a diverse staff and a personable approach that no doubt makes players want to win for him. I've always been a fan of his story. He's a late bloomer that made his way uh, to head coach as an outsider in a league full of elbow rubbers. He's mentored up Byron Leftwich and brought on Todd Bowles and made his team believers. The sky is the limit this year for this team. Nice. Uh, I don't know what else to say, man. I just love this guy. And um and I and I wish the worst for Tom Brady as always. It's just like it's in my body, right? But I I wish better more for Bruce Arians to have success. I don't know. It's like I've always rooted, even when he was in Arizona. I was just like, I just like this dude. I like him too. Uh, given that they've already experienced the highest level, yeah. of success. Uh, despite the fact that I like him, I'm now rooting for his failure. Of course, yeah. Uh, because it's like, you got your Super Bowl, fuck off. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's your turn. Uh, yeah. But I do like him. And he, like I said, he doesn't do the typical coach speak. All right. He's, he's a real dude. He's, uh, he normally has some pretty good quotes. I found a couple here. He said, uh, you can die at any moment doing anything. I mean, so why not just do what you love to do? If I die on game day, have a drink. Celebrate. Nice. <laughs> nice. And uh him and his wife they do some uh they have a foundation. Uh I didn't I didn't add that in there, but I read mm. that too that they they're just trying to do uh do good stuff, man. He just seems like a genuine dude. I thought it was really cool because he's he's obviously a lot older than a lot of coaches. Yeah. Uh and when he won the Super Bowl, he had his like didn't he have his like yeah, his ninety something yeah. year old mother in the audience? Like yeah. yeah, you can't help but love that. Yeah. You know, that's pretty cool. It was cool, man. Um it was uh it was as entertaining as Luke or what's the name? <laughs> Zach Wilson's mom. Mm-hmm. If you follow yeah. uh I follow Bruce Arians mom on Instagram. I don't know if you She's <laughs> 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 That would be so funny if she had it. If she's on Instagram talking shit. Don't you talk about my baby, Bruce. <laughs> he knows how to call a game. <laughs> Snapchat is for whores. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see more, check out my OnlyFans. <laughs> All right. Uh, now we're going to move on to your squad, Atlanta Falcons, with their first year coach, Arthur Smith. Mm-hmm. Arthur Smith played D1 college ball as an offensive lineman until injury sidelined him. He entered the NFL as defensive quality control coach for the Washington Redskins in 2007. He had a short stint in the NCAA and then returned to the NFL as defensive quality control coach for Tennessee Titans in 2011. Then this dude survived three firings. Mike Munchak, Ken Wisenhunt, and Mike Malarkey all got fired, and each coach was like, Keep this guy. I want wow. to keep this guy. Yeah, it's crazy. That's um, interesting. And he, and during those times, he coached on both sides of the ball. 
Mm-hmm. So he was an offensive coach, sometimes doing some like offense line or like you know some different stuff, and then defensive as well. Uh, by the time Mike Vrabel got there, uh, uh, he was a tight ends coach, and then he took over the offensive coordinator position. And Smith was credited with calling the highest scoring Titans offense in 16 years <laughs> while he was there. He ran that offense for two seasons. And now he's on to Atlanta to run the show there. The good news is he's wet his feet on both sides of the ball. The bad news is I've never fucking heard of the guy before he got hired in Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about Arthur Smith's offense. Uh, Arthur Smith cut his teeth on the LaFleur School of Offense. And I'm talking about the coach in uh, Green Bay. Mm. Meaning West Coast. He's considered innovative offensive mind. So it'll be interesting to see what concept he applies to Atlanta. The rushing preferences he had in Tennessee, where he had fucking Derrick Henry, was a, a wide zone that set up a lot of play action, and that's a, that's plays to the strengths of uh, Ryan Tannehill, of course. Um, the man tasked with orchestrating this offense is Dave Ragoni. This is his uh, first stint as offensive coordinator. His last stop was at Chicago Bears pass game coordinator, and before that, he was their quarterback's coach. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Bears quarterback room is proof that this is the man for the job. <laughs> 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 he, he was a pro quarterback before uh, for the Texans <laughs> for three years. So he's seen a few things. <laughs> Regoni or Regon, I don't know how he says it, was at Tennessee with Smith as well. So I expect to see a similar LaFleur style of West Coast offense in Atlanta. Mm. Uh, on defense, Smith was uh, he's called on uh, Dean Pease uh, out of retirement. You may have heard the name before. Mm-hmm. He was pretty popular as the defensive coordinator in New England as well as Baltimore. He's been to, he's been on two Super Bowl winning franchises uh, and like part of the two Super Bowl winning runs. Mm-hmm. He retired after winning that weird Super Bowl when the power went out uh, against the Forty Niners. Uh, and then uh, for, with the Ravens, remember that when they had yep. a power outage. Yep. Uh, and then he came back to coach for you guessed it Tennessee. I don't know if you saw Tennessee last year, but that defense was not good. Pease retired after the season, and he said he plans to run a multiple defense that best fits the roster. Uh, in his words, multiple but simple. It's gonna be Atlanta's <laughs> defense. Nice. Multiple but simple. So they'll complicated li- but easy. <laughs> they'll likely put something out there. And I think when he means multiple, he's like, we're not going to just run the base 3-4-4-3. Right. It wants to be more flexible. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm a little scared for you. They, uh, <laughs> they'll likely put something out there with a four-man front is what I'm guessing because of how the roster looks. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. That's all I can say, man. Unfortunately, I don't have more information. Um. That is kind of how they ran it in, uh, in in Tennessee. My thoughts, I don't know, man. I know this is your squad and whatnot, but I'm not a believer in this Arthur Smith experiment. His hiring was a head-scratcher to me, but I don't mind being wrong about it. I just don't think uh, uh, it's going to work out. <laughs> He's not that convincing. The good thing is Smith took uh, time to work on both sides of the ball as he got experience, uh, so that should be a good advantage for him. He's familiar with his staff. He brought people that he trusts. Which is good. Uh, so they should know how to execute exactly what he wants. That could create blind spots. Right. Where they're just seeing it in one way. Uh, and sometimes outside perspective is good. But we'll see. Uh, we'll find out if he's a, if he's a good leader and uh, is prepared uh, on game day soon enough. I personally uh, don't think he's the answer. Mm. Sorry, man. I Yeah. No, it's I, okay. But, but I'm welcome, Look, I'm welcome I, to be wrong. I, I know that about you. I love that about you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
I um I mean as a fan, I, I really don't know how to feel yeah. about this hire. It was one of the weirder I mean, obviously, you know, when um when they fired their coach last year and you just kind of were like, okay, well, what, you know, I, I, was, I guess I was sort of pining for Bellamy. Um, yeah. But that didn't work out. I don't know. Be enemy. I, I, be enemy, sorry. I honestly don't know what to say about him because like you, I didn't had never really heard of the guy. No. Um, and obviously it's like, well, you know, Falcons fans were like, whoa, yeah, he's the offensive coach for the Titans. And it's like, yeah, but he had – Derrick Henry and we do not have Derrick Henry. Yeah. Uh Derrick Henry puts up a lot of yards and a lot of points. Yeah. Uh so it's going to be very interesting to see what I mean it, it's it, it'll be a very good test for a first time head coach to see if mm-hmm. he's good at working with what he has. One thing I didn't you know? I forgot to put in there. I did read that uh he was he was seen as somebody who can create good options for tight ends. Right. And, well, and that Kyle would make Pitt's sense. Been, Kyle Pitts being their first pick. That would make sense. I would imagine that the offense is going to revolve, by and large, around um, Kyle Pitts and um, Ridley and and Calvin Ridley. Uh, Good luck yeah. with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, see. I we don't really have tight ends. A tough position to <clears throat> transfer translate directly into the NFL and kick ass. Mm. Like second and third years when they come on, the ones that I are mean, early. here's the thing. The, 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 look, the the thing that's always been true about Atlanta for the last couple of years is that if they can manage to figure out their defensive struggles, mm-hmm. then they have a chance to compete. Yeah. Period. Because yeah. the offense, you know, we've had moments where who like we had we didn't have Julio Jones for you know for seven or eight games last year, and yeah. Calvin Ridley had the best season of his career. So. It is reasonable to imagine that the offense can still put up a shitload of points, but if yeah. you can't stop the other team from scoring touchdowns, then you're fucked. Yeah, and then so, you, if you bring on the defensive guy from Tennessee, then your name is Dean Pease. <laughs> if you're not good, good if you're not Pease good at your job, around. Pease has been around for a long time, so maybe it'll be like I've seen everything and put something nice together. But coaching in the South, he might have it might have passed. If you by. don't do your job right, and your na- last name is Pease, oh yeah. Here, there's going to be some <laughs> some headlines. Oh yeah, there there's are. more black eyes than peas. Like you know, so it's going to be all kinds of shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All right, you ready for some some uh, rivalry talk? Yeah, I don't even want to talk about the Falcons anymore. All right, Carolina Panthers. How about that? I don't feel rivalry talk. <laughs> These are all them. your rivals, man. Fuck the Panthers. I'm not yeah. afraid of them. Matt Rule. It's his second season. Background, Matt Rule did not follow a traditional path to head coaching position. He didn't come from an NFL coaching tree. He cut his teeth in a college game mm. and not even from a top school. Rule uh, gained notoriety after turning two college programs around. Temple was never known as a noisemaker in the NCAA, but once Rule took over, they began competing for a divisional championship regu- regularly, winning, winning in his third season. Then he moved to a bigger program at Baylor that went 1-11 in his first season. <laughs> By his third season, they were 11-3 and three and going to the Big 12 championship game. Damn. Yeah, man. Uh, the Panthers uh, took notice and brought Rule on. Rule isn't known as, a, as either an offensive or defensive guru. His leadership has been his calling card the entire time. 
Getting college players to buy in is a bit easier than pro players, but yep. time will tell if this can work out for him. Coming up through the ranks, he coached on both sides of the ball, but more offense than defense. Matt Rule's uh, play caller is a first-time offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. Mm-hmm. You might have heard that name. Brady mm-hmm. was uh, fawned over as the brains behind the crazy Joe Burrow senior se- season at uh, LSU. All right. It's because of Brady's presence that some people said Burrow might not be as good as he was hyped up to be. Some including, including myself, I said that too. Mm-hmm. Because the rest of his college career didn't look like that last season. Right. Uh, Brady's offense uses spread concepts. Uh, used to create space for his uh, playmakers to operate. This isn't a new thing, but let's not forget that Chip Kelly bringing that Oregon spread offense to the league and then it being quickly figured out. It was a thing a few years ago. Uh, Brady is going to have to stay ahead of the game and switch up which defenders he attacks uh, as so teams stay off balance. Uh, Flaring out a running back, McCaffrey, adds even more pressure on the defense, especially one in a base formation. Uh, Brady's spread offense creates what should be natural running lanes for his running back. So they use the spread to create uh, rushing uh, attacks. There's natural stress on defenses facing the scheme. In the end, it's about execution and players being up on all of the options available for each play. Defense, the Panthers' base defense is a 4-3. Matt Rule brought Phil Snow with him from Baylor to be his defensive uh, coordinator. Snow and Rule are very close as, as they work together when they were in Temple as well. So he brought him on from, you know, so he's been a part of turning two teams around and now he's trying to turn this team around. Uh, so I'm guessing they have great chemistry and no doubt Snow knows exactly what Rule is trying to have executed on game day. Uh, Snow also was Rule's boss at one point in time mm-hmm. back at, uh, I think it was UCLA, mm. uh, or mentor. Snow runs a lot of zone defense, mostly a cover three. I've noticed that a bit in this division. A lot of cover three, and he rarely blitzes. The Panthers are one of the most conservative defenses in the NFL. Hmm. Not blitzing. I think that puts pressure on defense to uh, to stay in their assignment and not fuck up. And eventually, you're going to make a mistake if you're just sitting back in the zone. So, hmm. uh, time will tell. All I right. think it's because they don't trust their offense to score points. Yeah, or they don't think they have the talent uh, yeah. on on defense to like put like or the, like trust the defense on the back end yeah. to like stop if they blitz and get picked up. Yeah. Uh, my thoughts: Matt Rule seems like he might know it, what he's doing. I tend to favor coaches that are leaders first, letting coordinators handle X's and O's takes some humility and confidence. Uh, getting teams to reach the Reach and exceed their potential is the challenge, and it looks like that's Rule's focal point and bread and butter, uh, honestly. Mm. The locker room didn't implode, and the team didn't look unprepared, uh, so the jump to the NFL from college might not have been too big for Rule and company. Uh, the only thing we've heard negative out of that locker room was uh, Teddy Bridgewater talking about them not practicing for red zone. Mm, right. But that's it. You know, It's not like they fell apart. Uh, I'm not too sold on Joe Brady, though, for some reason like this. Uh, I'm skeptical when someone is anointed the next big offensive brain. Right. We'll see if he can put it all together. Because they said the same shit about Adam Gase. And you see, he went to two <laughs> organizations and it's like, oh, oh maybe Well, not. now they have Sam Darnold on the center, <laughs> so they should be fine. <laughs> we'll see if he can put it all together with Sam Dan- Darnold at quarterback. <laughs> That's the next line of <laughs> <laughs> Being able to coach up the team and get more aggressive on defense could get them in playoff contention, but time will tell. We'll see. Yeah, I, and also I think you know the Carolina Panthers 
are a bit of a one-trick pony with with Christian McCaffrey, yeah. and then you saw him go down last yeah. year, and they had to lean on Mike Davis at running back, who did a pretty good job. Yeah, man, I like the way um, he plays. But he's gone now. He's with the Falcons. Mike. Oh, Davis. really? Yeah. Um, See, they got a physical guy. Yeah, they're trying to do a Derrick Henry type of thing. Huh? Yeah, smash mouth runner. Uh, I mean. Yeah, I don't know what to think about Matt Rule. I mean, I think these college coaches, you, they get a lot of slack mm-hmm. early on. Uh, yeah. But if they if he doesn't put together a winning season, I would say, what would you say? Is this his second year? Mm-hmm. I'd say he's got two more years. If he yeah. can't. If I he would can't, say give him the whole five, man. Yeah, unless it's like a – unless unless the – like I'm the saying like exploding. I know, but I'm saying like to, in two years he'll be he'll officially be on the like hot seat. Yeah, yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. If it doesn't, if yeah, he, we can't just assume it's not going to work right away. No, but I, I uh, think that it usually takes three or four years before it's like you know because a lot of these coaches who come through the college ranks, mm-hmm. you know that when it doesn't go well, that's usually the number one kind of thing that comes up. Like, well, you know, these college coaches, they don't always work out. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that'll be what happens to him if they can't figure out a way to have a winning season. That's true. Uh, and after about year three or year four, it'll officially be hot seat time for him. Yeah. I don't believe in Sam Darnold, so he might be. <laughs> He's going to have to figure it out. We'll see they were, the, weren't uh, they hot for Deshaun Watson? Yeah, they were crazy yeah, they hot. Were trying to, they were trying to get it going. What if they pulled that off? Oh yeah. my god! Oof! I have these nightmares where it's like, <laughs> oh yeah. As yeah. a Falcons fan, it's like we already got Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, and in the nightmare, I wake up in the morning and it's like, oh, the Saints just traded for Aaron Rodgers. Oh <laughs> shit! The Panthers <laughs> just got Deshaun Watson. And you're like, oh my god! Uh, Can yeah. you imagine? No, I can't. That'll be a nightmare. That'll be a fun. They'll be on TV every week, like the game of the week. At least somebody in that division. Yeah, and Matty Ice getting sacked on the thirty-five yard line every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, the New Orleans Saints. I don't know if you ever heard of this team. Nope. Who that? <laughs> Who that? Who, Who that? that? Question mark. Who that? Who that? Uh, Sean Payton. Guess how many seasons this dude's been coaching? It has to be a lot. This is his fifteenth season. It's wow. crazy, right? Uh, we all know Sean Payton. He turned the Saints around. No more ain'ts under him. Though he bounced around a bit, Payton gets thrown into the Parcells tree talk. He only coached under Parcells for two years in Dallas, uh, holding assistant coach, assistant head coach was the position he had there, and passing game coordinator positions. Payton came on in 2006 uh, to the Saints right after the Hurricane Katrina season that saw the Saints go 3-13. and Remember how everybody was rooting for them, man, after that? Mm. Uh, because uh, that shit sucked. Uh, people living in the Superdome and all that shit, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, I, I, was, I was showing them some love after that because I love – and this is why your buddy Ken breaks my balls about this, but one of the reasons why I don't – that it was during that time period where I kind of – my heart kind of warmed mm, to yeah. the city and New Orleans as an actual city yeah. has to be one of the, the yeah. greatest American cities. Yeah. It's unique yeah, it's, and wonderful and rich in culture. Yeah. It's so much fun. It was hard for me to hate them. Anyway, continue. Uh, Drew Brees <laughs> came along uh, as well in mm-hmm. the same time, uh, and they never really looked back. In 2009, they won the Super Bowl against the Colts, uh, and Sean Payton's team took going to the playoffs nine of his 14 seasons. Mm-hmm. So I'd say he's a pretty successful coach. Yeah. Border, so. Borderline successful. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> uh, Peyton gets the, all the glory for his Saints offense, uh, but Pete Carmichael has been the offensive coordinator for the Saints since 2006. But Sean Payton normally calls plays on game day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Saints use a balanced attack in their offense. It requires a dual threat running back because they like to use a running back in a passing game and to uh, to spread the defense out in uh, uh, in a lot of their offensive sets. They use mainly West Coast con- concepts because he's from the Bill Walsh school of uh, coaching or thinking. Um, and they use that in the passing game, and they're very aggressive and vertical, mm-hmm. even though they got a short-ass quarterback. This is why the Saints always rack up so much yardage. Peyton was the first. Uh, he after a hundred games, he had his teams had had the most yardage ever in history. Mm-hmm. Um, Peyton uses every player in the vertical passing game uh, that can that's allowed to catch the ball, and that fact itself opens up running lanes for him. So uh, his offense is pretty. Uh, it's pretty open, pretty West Coast, I should say. The only thing missing from this offense this year will be Drew Brees. Yep, that's uh, a pretty big hole. Uh, <laughs> that's years and years of familiarity that will make things harder for Sean Payton. His patience will likely be tested with Jameis Winston stealing crabs from grocery stores. No, no, uh, <laughs> sorry, just had a flashback. Uh, <laughs> with Jameis Winston and Taysom, Taysom Hill at the helm, those are the two mm. quarterbacks. That's a big drop off from Drew Brees. Yeah. Peak from peak Drew Brees. A little bit. Uh, defense. The Saints run a 4-3 defense, uh, uh, and it's on, on its face, but it's really a multiple slash nickel with Dennis Allen as their defense coordinator. Allen likes his scheme to be flexible and aggressive. He took over for Rob Ryan, who operated more out of a three-man front, yet the transition was smooth, which says a lot about uh, the abilities of the defense coordinator. They preach physicality. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> when they ask, hey, how do you want your defense? Physical, wow. That's coach speak right there. Try to play to a little more passive. Guys. Yeah, we, we don't want to be too physical. Be friendly. Finesse. Uh, but <laughs> Allen uses zone blitzes and overloads to get pressure on opposing quarterbacks. Contrary to most uh, seasons, the Saints defense carried the, the, the load quite a bit last season. I don't know if you remember. Uh, and they, But they were like a top five defense for most of the season. I'm familiar. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so uh, D- Dennis Allen's doing a good job, man. Because remember, Rob Ryan was the talk of the town for a bit. Mm. Everybody was loving on this guy, uh, Rex Ryan's twin brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, then he fell out of favor and uh, got fired. And Dennis Allen just took the torch. Um, my thoughts this year will be a big test for Sean Payton. It isn't lost on anyone that Payton had some offense, offensive coaching stops that didn't pan out so well in his past before he teamed up with Drew Brees. Hmm. Um, I didn't include all of his history, but that's uh, he's been offensive coordinator of places, and it wasn't that offense didn't look like the Saints. Peyton's in the same situation that Belichick was in last year, first year without his longtime quarterback being very familiar with the offense. Uh, so is Peyton the mastermind that we all think he is, or did he get lucky enough to land Drew Brees and not have to worry about his offense being executed? Good point. The interesting thing is over the years, Peyton has been able to find defensive coordinators to handle that side of the ball and has never been a huge liability. He also knows when something isn't working and is willing to fire a coach for the betterment of the team. And I think that says a lot about him um, as a leader. I think the Saints will be all right. Peyton knows what he's doing. It'll likely be a less smooth ride, but a fun one nonetheless for Saints fans. Mm. Yeah. That's Uh, like that, man. And he's the only... um 
NFL coach that is having a major motion picture made about him. Uh, really? Netflix movie. We talked about this uh, a little while. They announced it a couple of months ago. Um, <clears throat> I think they're filming it right now, actually, this summer. It's a, uh, uh, what's his name? Sanders. Happy Madison. Oh, um, what? Uh, Adam Sandler? Sandler. Oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Sanders. Sanders. I started thinking of football player. Adam Sandler. Dion? Adam Sandler. <laughs> it's an Adam Sandler movie. Uh, so the, the water boy too. Well, no, it's going to be, uh, it, it's going to chronicle the year that Sean Payton spent away from the team in 2012, serving his suspension because of the bounty gate oh. scandal. And during that, oh, I didn't put that in. I meant to put that about the bounty gate. Uh, can't forget that during that year, uh, when he was suspended from the NFL, he coached his son's youth football team. And so this, the movie is about this year that he coached mm. away. I thought the mo- what if the movie is about all of the money that was given to the kids for hurting other kids? <laughs> <laughs> Bounty Gate to uh, the Little League version. <laughs> I mean, I don't expect the movie to be all that great. No, it sounds bad. It's going to be Kevin James is playing Sean Payton. Do you know how the team ended up? Oh, so it's a comedy. Yeah. Rob Schneider is going to oh be in the movie. God. He's a terrible actor. Oh, my God. Uh, Taylor the, Lautner, the guy from the Twilight movies, he's going to be in it. I don't know who he's playing, but. He's probably going to play one of the kids. <laughs> I don't know. He's going to be the bad, the other coach or some shit like that, maybe. Mm. But. Um, the handsome bad guy. It's kind of interesting to, I mean, I'm, I would, I, as a screenwriter, I can only assume that. Part of the story is going to deal with Sean Payton coming to sort of some sort of an emotional reckoning with his mistakes mm. yeah, yeah. related to Bounty Gate. Like he's not. Like, I can't he, believe I. I you had, can't tell the story without yeah. doing that. Otherwise, nobody would have bought it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? He needs to seem like an empathetic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, character that we will all want to forgive for this horrible thing that he oversaw with the New Orleans Saints, where. They, for those of you who don't know, essentially were offering rewards to their players for injuring other players on the other team. It's disgusting audio of uh, Williams, who I'm surprised got another job. What was his name? Oh, yeah. Uh, what, Will, uh, didn't he go? He went to the Jets, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He's the one and then who he got, got fired. <laughs> he got fired on the spot after that uh, Jets-Raiders game. Yeah, exactly. Um, Greg Williams is his name. Mm. But Greg Williams, uh, there's audio of him telling them, like, go for the knee. Right. He had a knee injury. Hit the head. Yep. And then they're paying these players to hurt people. It's fucked up. Um, And he should have been banned from the league, I think, with the audio that came out. But whatever. That's that's, that's how it goes. He didn't kneel. so Yeah, exactly. He didn't kneel for racial injustice. So Mm -hmm. he kept his job. Does he have a job now? Uh, I don't think so anymore. I think he's on somebody's staff, man. For some reason, people like this dude, man. Uh, but he's never been like a head coach, but he's just like a defensive coordinator at a lot of places. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know where he is now. I think I don't think he's been hired since the firing of by Adam Gates. If you get fired by Adam Gates, I don't know, man. <laughs> What's left? That's got to be the bottom this of the barrel. Bottom, bottom of the barrel. <laughs> He's going to be the uh, the GM in the uh, Houston Texans next year. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. 
that's it for the NFC South. I hope you guys enjoyed that the deep dive into the coaching. Next week it'll be the AFC South, which is the Colts, the Jaguars, the uh, Titans, and the Texans. So, ooh, does that mean we're going to be talking about Urban Meyer? <laughs> oh boy! Yes, yes Urban Meyer. We'll I'm sure we that. won't have any strong opinions. No, 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 I'm very neutral in all of this. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. We went a little long today, but we love this shit. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it. It's summer. It's summertime. You're man. welcome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're inside doing this shit. <laughs> this is us caring about y'all. Yeah. So uh, so thanks for listening to this episode of Spin Up. It's been Jonathan Rollins. Give me Sarah. And uh, we'll holla at you next time. Later, hey. y'all. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.